Amen. We heard Brother Young, amen, preaching on Sunday about considering Jesus. And here's another verse talking about considering Jesus. Verse number two, who was faithful to him that appointed him as also Moses was faithful. Everybody say faithful. In all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful. Everybody say faithful one more time. In all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end, say faithfulness. That's implied right there in that scripture, faithfulness, holding fast. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Why would they not enter into his rest? Because of unfaithfulness. Amen. The people in the wilderness, very, very unfaithful. Up one day, down the next, in and out, not faithful. And so, verse 11 says, Though I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. I believe it's Matthew 25 and 21 that says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Um, And there's some other scriptures that we're going to dive into here in a moment. But I want to preach, teach for a few moments tonight. And I understand the time is getting away from us. And I will be very cognizant of the time. Amen. And consider your schedule. Amen, but also consider it the word of the Lord. Amen. I want to preach about faithfulness through the scriptures. Faithfulness through the scriptures. Amen. We can set our Bible aside and let's ask the Lord to talk to us tonight for a few moments. God, we love you. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for the spirit of the Lord that we felt in this place tonight. And God, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would help us, God. You would strengthen us, God. You would move here tonight, God, not just move in this place, God, but move in our hearts and in our lives, God. Help us to stir up the Holy Ghost, Lord, here tonight. And God, I pray you'd give us revelation and understanding, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Faithfulness through the Scriptures. Faithfulness through the scriptures. Uh, to show you a little bit of the importance of faithfulness. Amen. Many of you, uh, several of you have grown up with, Brother Josh and Brother Paul. Uh, known Brother Josh since eighth grade. A long, long time. I've known Brother Paul since he was a baby boy. <laughs> we grew up together. Amen. I did not change his diapers. Amen. Sister Judy probably did that and others. And... Uh, I'm sure, amen, uh, many of you know, know know me for a long time. Uh, but growing up um, as a young adolescent, amen, there were times when I was, uh, me and Brother Josh and Brother Paul loved to play basketball. 
And we would play like we thought we were going to be in the NBA one day. We would play for hours and hours and hours. And we did not know that we lived in a very hot part of the country. We just thought that 9,500 degrees was normal. And you just played regardless. You didn't know it was that hot. You just played and it was hot. You were running around and, and you would play basketball. Sometimes we played till from sunup to sundown. We played in the rain. We played all the time. Amen. Like I said, we thought we were destined to be in the NBA and, and make it big. And we, you know, write our story, how we grew up, been humble, you know, roots and all this good stuff. But uh, needless to say, we didn't make the NBA. Amen. God had other plans. Amen. We were, I wasn't that tall and I couldn't jump that high and I wasn't that quick and a lot of other things. Uh, but God's been faithful. But there were many times, amen, I remember, amen, you, we play basketball. We play, like I said, for hours on end. We play every day. And you, after a while, you, you uh, develop a reputation on the court. And people know, okay, if I want to have, uh, depending on the, the 10 individuals that are on the court, and I'm going to have to pick my team, uh, they're going to begin to make assessments based on their understanding of your past performance on the basketball court. And uh, you begin to think, okay, well, that person there seems to be tall, seems to be well-built, and you begin to make all the assumptions. Uh, and then after a while, you got your, your basketball team picked, and you're on the court. you got a five-on-five. Five. If you're lucky, you're three-on-three three, or just 21 like we had all the time when we were kids. And uh, we played basketball. And then uh, as time went on, amen, in, in high school, I was part of the, uh, the basketball team there at the Christian School in Stockton. And there's a phrase that is used around the last few minutes of every basketball game, and not just the basketball games, but the, the football games and every other game. It's called crunch time. And how many know about crunch time? Crunch time is those last few minutes, those deciding moments of the game, which team is going to win and which team is going to lose. And in, the, in those last few moments of the game, the coach makes decisions Based on past performance, I know that if I put the ball into uh, Brother Terrence Dooley's hand, we're going to probably win the game because past performance has taught me I can rely upon him. He's been consistently hitting his threes every game. He's been consistently hitting his free throws uh, when he gets a foul shot and so on and so forth. And they begin to make assumptions based upon past performance. Has he been consistent? Is he there that I can rely upon him? In the past, if I told... Uh, Terrence Dooley, what to do, what play to run. He's ran that play. He's been dependable and so on. And so past performance indicates many times future performance. And so uh, as it relates to this message tonight, I'm not going to be talking about sports, but I'm going to be talking about faithfulness. And as you begin to live out a life of faithfulness for the uh, sports player, it's being consistent. I can depend upon this individual in times of Great pressure, great and intense pressure in times of uh, when we need something that we can rely upon. I'm going to put in a Terrence Dooley. I'm going to put in a Nathan Camarena. I'm going to put in a Paul Camarena. And those are our names that are on the basketball court uh, playing. And we got a jersey on our back and so on. And, and they make decisions based off, can they depend upon you? And I would tell this church tonight, amen, that there is, amen, uh, a particular time in which we live that is called the last days, the end times. And God is looking for a people that he can rely upon. God is looking for a people, amen, that have been faithful over a few things. 
And the Bible says, despise not the day of small things. Amen. Despise not the day of small things. You say, well, there's not a whole lot that I have responsibility over here today. There's just uh, ten in my Sunday school class. There's just five on my bus route. There's just... uh, this amount of people that I have to take care of in the youth ministry. There's just this amount of people in music ministry and on down the line. Amen. The Bible says despise not the day of small things. And what I want to communicate tonight is even in the days, amen, where it seems like nobody's paying attention and the spotlight is not upon you and you think, well, I can just skip out and I can just skip and I can miss and I can I cannot uh, fulfill my responsibility and my obligation. Amen. There's a God, amen, in heaven that's looking down and saying, amen, when it comes time for it, Terrence, can I count on you when it's crunch time? And you say, well, God, you can count on me, but just not on Wednesdays. And God, just, you know, not on Thursdays. And then we make all these different reservations. And we want these accommodations for God to make for our lives. But I want to preach tonight, amen, that God is looking for faithful people, amen, because in the days that we live, amen, God's wanting to call upon some young people and some middle-aged people and some elderly people, and God's wanting to use each and every one of us. It's the will of God that when you walk through Seymour and you walk through Target, amen, that you reach out from your comfort zone and you evangelize your world and you do what God has called you to do. And you say, well, it's a small thing. It's just a little thing that I can just skip out on doing what God's asking of me. I'm telling you, God's looking for faithful people. Amen. God's looking for a people that will step out of faith. Step out of nothing but the Word of God and say, God, I'm going to be faithful to your Word. If you want me to be a soul winner, God, if you want me to be faithful in the house of God, it might seem like a small thing. But God, I've got to be faithful. I've got to be faithful. And Moses was an individual that the Bible says he was faithful in all of his house. Amen. Faithful in all of his house. And because of Moses' faithfulness, Moses' faithfulness, God could use Moses to lead a people of over one million in number. Amen. You say, how important is it to be faithful to the things of God, the kingdom of God, and in giving and attendance and on down the line? Amen. God wants, amen. God can only rely upon faithful people to accomplish his purpose. You say, I want to be used of God. I want God to use me. I want to have that anointing of God upon my life. But I struggle with being consistent. I struggle with being faithful. Amen. I want to tell you, you limit yourself when you lack faithfulness. Amen. To the things of God. Amen. But when you say, God, I'm going to be faithful when I'm sick, when I'm weak, when I'm weary, when everything comes against me. God, I'm going to be faithful to my commitment to the things of God. God says that's what I'm looking for and I can use a man and I can use a woman such as that that is faithful in all of their house. Amen. I look at the life of Moses and many times I think I want to be like Moses. I want to know what it's like to grab a stick off the ground and stretch over the waters and see the waters part. How cool would that be? People say, wow. Look at the power Brother Nate has. He just stretched that stick over the water and look what happened. But not yet looking the past 40 years of Moses' life. Faithful to God. Just faithful. Amen. On the backside of the desert, faithful. 
Amen. No accolades. Uh, no no uh, hanging around the uh, Pharaoh's throne. Amen. For 40 years in the wilderness, out there in the desert, Moses served the Lord faithfully for 40 years, Sister Gina. And God saw every year he served in the wilderness, in the desert. And God saw every year that Moses served in the desert. Amen. Just being a humble servant to his father-in-law. Just being there and being faithful in that place where God placed him. Amen. Nobody knew where Moses was. Nobody knew Moses' name. Amen. I believe that after time went by, amen, those that perhaps knew Moses in Egypt and those that knew him in that place where he lived probably forgot about him. And they probably weren't. They probably stopped wondering about Moses' life after one or two years. Amen. But Moses, amen. Amen. The Bible says he was faithful in all of his house. And for 40 years, amen, we did not read a whole lot of what took place in 40 years in Moses' life. Amen. But we know one thing that the Bible says here in Hebrews, that Moses was faithful in all of his house. And we read, amen, the the uh, chronicles, the great things that God did through Moses' life. How that God called Moses to back to Egypt to take his people and deliver them out of the hand of Pharaoh. Amen. To lead them through the Red Sea. To lead them through the wilderness. Amen. To lead them and to, to give them direction that they were to look to that brazen, that, that golden serpent to, for their healing. That they were to uh, receive manna from heaven. And then God used Moses, amen, to bring about great and mighty moves of the Holy Ghost in the tabernacle in the wilderness. Amen. But for 40 years before Moses' great uh, uh, time of being used by God, he was just faithful. Faithful. We don't know a whole lot other than the fact that he encountered a burning bush one day and he, uh, he had an encounter, uh, of course, with his father-in-law there in the desert. Amen. But the most, all that we know is that in, the, in those 40 years of Moses' life, he was faithful, just faithful, day in and day out, year after year. God, I've not seen a whole lot. I don't know what's happening. God, you called me, God, to deliver your people, Moses' mother, from the very early years of his life, said, Moses, you're not like the Egyptians, you're a Hebrew. God's going to use your life. Amen. Moses, God's hands upon your life. I don't care what the, it looks like. I don't care what your environment is right now. God's going to use your life, Moses. And perhaps Moses in, in year number 10, being in the wilderness, being there in the desert, began to wonder, amen, I wonder what mama was talking about. I wonder if mama really heard from God. I wonder, amen, about this. And I wonder about that experience I had in God's presence. But Moses, I'm just going to be faithful. God, I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know, God, if this is my new destiny, God. I don't know, God, if perhaps you made a mistake and my mama got it wrong. Amen. Those those that spoke into my life back when I was in Egypt got it wrong. But God, all I know is I'm just going to be faithful to you, God, in spite of what things look like in my life, in spite of, amen, the things that may or may not be happening. God, I'm just going to be faithful. God, I don't need another sign from the Lord. I just have to rely on the past word of God that you gave me. Hallelujah. I would tell you, amen, like I've said it before, when God reveals to you in the light, don't question in the darkness. Amen. God will reveal some things to you in the church service. And it's the business of the devil to question the authenticity of the word of God when you get out of this service. And perhaps Moses was tempted in that, amen, 40 years there in the desert to question my 
from God for his life, to question the hand of God upon his life. But Moses determined in his soul, I'm just going to serve the Lord faithfully. I'm just going to get up again, and I'm going to do what I need to do. I don't have to have all the signs. I don't have to have stars in the sky and clouds parting in them for me to know that God's still with me because I had a word from God. Amen. If God gave you a word in the light, do not doubt it in the dark nights. Amen. No matter what it may look like, no matter how dark the night, amen, if God gives you a word, amen, it can sustain you for 40 years. It can stay with you through the wilderness experiences, through the dry and barren deserts, because God is faithful to His word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands and why don't we just worship Him for a moment. God, we love you tonight, Jesus. God, we give you praise and glory and honor. We worship you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done, God. I love you tonight, Jesus. I give you praise and glory and honor. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his word. Amen. Moses was faithful in all of his house, the Bible says. And God could use Moses to do great exploits for the people of God. But on the opposite side of that spectrum was oftentimes the people of God, the Hebrew people. The Bible says that they were unfaithful. They could not make up their mind that they wanted to live for God one day or go back to Egypt the next day. They were back, amen, they were halted between two opinions like the Bible says. And they could not determine in their mind, am I, am I going to live for God with all of my heart or am I going to go back into Egypt, back into slavery, back into sin, back to that old familiar comfort lifestyle? Or am I going to live for God? And the Bible says because of their, amen, unfaithfulness, because of their unbelief, amen, in verse number 11, they shall not enter into my rest. Amen. The Bible says, moreover, it's required of stewards. A man be found faithful. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It's not an option. It's not an option being faithful to God. It's a requirement. A lot of times we, if we're not careful, we look at that scripture and think, well, that's a nice quality, characteristic to have, being faithful. And we don't view it as a requirement. But the Bible views faithfulness as a requirement. Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. What's the consequences of my unfaithfulness to God? Verse number 11. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. It's such an important thing being faithful to the things of God. Amen. That if you're not faithful to the things of God, the kingdom of God, it can cost you your soul's salvation. Amen. On that great day, as we stand before the Lord, those that enter into heavens through heaven's pearly gates, the Bible says that the Lord is going to say a few choice words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Thou good and faithful servant. Amen. And if you're not faithful, you're not getting in. And that's not because I said so, but that's because that's the principle that the Bible teaches. 
It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithfulness defined is that fidelity, that loyalty, that firm adherence uh, to allegiance and duty. Amen. As the faithfulness of a subject. It is strict performance of promises, vows, and covenants. Constancy in affection as the faithfulness of a husband or wife. Amen. It is strict performance of promises, vows, or covenants. Amen. When God first dealt with our hearts, amen, perhaps it was a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, we found our way to an altar, and we said, God, I'm going to give my life to you, God. I'm going to surrender my future. I'm going to surrender my time, my talents, and my treasure to God. I'm going to give you everything, God, because you saved my soul. You lifted me up out of the miry clay of sin, and you set my feet on a rock to stay, God. You put me on a firm foundation, God, and now I'm going to surrender to you everything. I may have promised I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to be faithful to God. And God still requires, amen, the strict performance of your promises and vows to Him. God still requires of His people faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness. Hallelujah. And God does not require of us what He doesn't already give us of Himself. Amen. We read in many scriptures through the Bible of the faithfulness of God. Amen. In Revelation 3 and 14, it's referring to Jesus as the faithful and the true witness. Amen. The faithful and the true witness. That's who our God is. And we know, amen, from study of the scriptures that we are to resemble, we are to reflect the nature of God into our world. And so if He is faithful, then I must be faithful. If He is if He is constant, then I ought to be constant like He is. Amen. And God is faithful and true witness. He did not save us and leave us to figure out how to stay saved. Amen. But God is going to walk this road with you. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. That's the promise of a faithful God. Amen. If you live for me, amen, I'll walk with you. Amen. To the last to the last breath you take. If you live for me, I'll walk with you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. God is faithful to his people. He's not only faithful to walk beside you and to be with you, but He's faithful in forgiving us of our sins. For 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you come to God, you come to an altar, you come to your knees, and you say, God, forgive me. It's me. I messed up again. Have mercy on me, God. Help me to overcome. Help me to make it. Please forgive me. The Bible says he's faithful to forgive you. He's faithful to forgive you of your sins. He's a faithful God. Amen. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Amen. That's the faithfulness of our God to a thousand generations. Amen. There's no telling. Amen. Of great, 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 great grandpa and his commitment to God and God remembering. God remembering an elder Strickland years and years and years and years and years and years ago. And God saying, I'm going to be faithful to that generation. 
I'm going to walk with the Dooley family. Because I remember an elder Dooley years and years and years and years and generations ago. I remember, I remember, I remember the ancestors. I remember the forefathers. And I'm going to keep my covenant to a thousand generations. That's the faithfulness of God. He's faithful. Amen. He's in a committed relationship with us. And we ought to be faithful to him. He is faithful in times of trouble. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Amen. There hath no temptation you, but there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. God is walking with us. Even a lot of times we don't see it. We don't know if we're all by ourselves. God's walking with you. As you're laying for brother roll through the week, God's there with you. And God said, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to walk with you. No matter what you find yourself doing through the week, working, going about the normal business, amen, you can rely upon the scripture. The Lord is faithful who shall establish you. God, I'm praying, Lord, that you would establish my goings and my comings. I'm praying, God, that you would keep your hand upon my family, keep your hand upon my life. Keep your hand upon my household, God. Your word says you're faithful. Amen. And with such an awesome God, amen, how could we not reciprocate faithfulness to God? Amen. For we must reciprocate faithfulness with faithfulness. If he is faithful to me, amen, like he has been, faithful to forgive sin, faithful to walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death, faithful to keep me from evil, faithful in all of these things then God, I have a debt of gratitude that I owe to you. God, I've got to be faithful to the Lord. I've got to walk with you. Amen. We have to be faithful to God in many areas of our life. Amen. The first area, amen, of our faithfulness to God, it must be in our personal relationship with God. Amen. It's so important of our relationship with God that it embodies and it that it takes on a form of faithfulness. Amen. You say, what does that look like? Can you describe that to me? Amen. Amen. What it looks like is on a daily basis, I find my way to prayer. On a daily basis, I find my knees on the floor, reaching out to the God of heaven and saying, God, fill me again. God, I want to be faithful in my daily prayer life. Amen. You look at the life of an individual, a man or a woman, a boy or a girl who is consistently on their face before God every day. Amen. Reaching out to God. You'll see that what it looks like in life that is overcoming. Amen. The temptations of sin, the temptations to stay home, the temptations to miss out on the things of God. Amen. All of the temptations of this world. Amen. It's the faithful Christian that's making their way daily. God, I've got to find my way, amen, to my knees before you. I've got to seek your face, amen. I would tell you, amen, the more you pray, amen, the more victory you'll have in your life, the more faithful you are to God, amen, the more you're going to see his faithfulness in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, so important, amen, every day, every day to find a place to pray. And to not get up until you're speaking in tongues. Saying, God, fill me again with the Holy Ghost. Fill me again with the Holy Ghost, God. I know I got filled with the Holy Ghost on Sunday, but God, it's Monday night prayer. I need it all over again, God. 
I got a good dose of the Holy Ghost on Sunday, but God, it's Monday. I need it so bad right now. I got so I got my flesh talking to me. I got the things of this world talking to me, God. I got all the different distractions just throwing themselves at me, God. I've got to have a renewing of the Holy Ghost. God, it's so important that I am faithful to God in my personal relationship with Him. And not just, amen, with getting on our on our knees in prayer before the Lord, but also, amen, daily opening the Bible. Daily opening the Bible and saying, God, God, speak to me. Give me something, some food for my soul. Amen. I know several of us have had what we call soul food. I've had some soul food. It's good stuff. But the real soul food is breaking up with the Bible and saying, God, speak to my soul. God, speak to me, God. Feed my soul right now. God, I want some sustenance, God. There's got to be times in our daily lives where we say, God, I'm going to turn off the internet. I'm going to turn off social media. And I'm going to just open up this book and say, God, what do you say? What do you say about my life? What do you say, God? I know what the world is telling me, but God, what do you say? And God honors those that are faithful to him. For Psalms 31 and 23 says, Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Psalm 101 and 6, Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. Proverbs 28 and 20, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Amen. There's scriptures in the Bible that you can get and you can take that before the Lord every day. You can say, God, your word says right here, God, in Proverbs 20 and 20, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Amen. God, I'm praying. I'm studying my Bible. I'm giving. God, I'm faithful. I'm committed to you. Your word says that I need to be abounding with blessings. Do not always mistake that for a financial. It, it is financial. And there are financial blessings that God will give. But there are other blessings that you cannot measure with dollars and cents. But regardless, you can take that word to God and say, God, pastor preached on Wednesday night about faithfulness. I'm going to make up in my mind. I'm going to be faithful to God. And God, I'm going to hold you to your word. That as I'm faithful, your word says, I will abound with blessings. God, pour out your blessings in my life. God, let me be blessed of the Lord. God, I'm going to be faithful in every area of my life. As Moses was faithful in all of his house, I'm going to be faithful to you. And as I conclude, amen, God doesn't just desire us and require us to be faithful, but he expects us to be faithful to him. He expects us to be faithful to him. The entire book of Hosea is a story of a man who had an unfaithful wife. Amen. God told the prophet Hosea to go out and find, I think it was Gomer, the exact lady's name in the Bible, 
and marry her. She was a harlot. She was a prostitute. God said, you need to go marry her. I don't, if the Lord speaks to you that, amen, come talk to me. Amen, let's just make sure that it's the Lord. I don't know. But God told the prophet Hosea, go out and find Gomer. She should be there on the corner. And you marry her. And the Bible says that Hosea married her. And he loved her with all of his heart. He gave himself to her. And things were good for a while. But just like. Just like those that learn the hard way when they have try, when they try to have a pet tiger in their house. Eventually that tiger is going to do what tigers do. And that tiger is going to eat. And it doesn't matter what is moving. If it's moving, it's going to eat it. And the Bible says that Hosea's wife went out after some time and did what came natural to her. And Hosea went out and brought her back and forgave her and loved her anyways. And she went out and did it again. And he went out and he loved her. He brought her back home. And there's a lesson in that book about the faithfulness because God began to speak to Hosea just like you've been trying to be faithful to her. This is what it's been like all along with me and my people. They've gone a whoring after other gods. And I'm faithful. I'm always there. And just come home. Just come home. I'm a faithful God. Faithful is my name. I'm going to be faithful. So great is the man's love for her that he continues to be faithful to her until the time that she becomes faithful to him again. And God used the book of Hosea to show us his deep love for us as well as to illustrate the fact that if you're going to serve God, you must be faithful to him. You must be faithful to him. And in conclusion, amen, if we could stand. In the book of Revelation, God rejected the church in Laodicea because she had become lukewarm. Lukewarm. That means that they weren't in wild sin. They just got lukewarm. But further study of the word of God shows that the church in Laodicea had become unfaithful in their relationship with God. It's unfaithless in a relationships in a relationship that will bring about lukewarmness. You can look at someone's life, your own life perhaps, and the times that you feel lukewarm many times because you've been neglecting your relationship, your covenant relationship with God. And this church had been so unfaithful. This is something very important to, re- to realize and to come to grips with. The church of Laodicea had become so unfaithful that no longer was God in their midst. But on this occasion, God's outside the church and knocked. He knocked in order to gain entrance. They thought they were okay, just a little bit unfaithful. But it caused God to be on the outside, looking in, saying, I'd like to go in your church once in a while and, and be there with you. But it's unfaithfulness that pushes him away. But God is forever reaching and saying, I want to be amongst my people. I want my people to be faithful to me. 
I want my people to reach out to me. And we must be so careful to keep our faithfulness to God so that nothing else comes between us and him. And that's the thing. Amen. When we allow things to come between us and God, that our, our faithfulness is broken. We say, well, it's not that big a deal. It's not that important. But you allow something to be wedged in between your relationship with you and God. And it causes a spike of unfaithfulness. And then it becomes a pattern of unfaithfulness. And suddenly you realize, where is God? Your unfaithfulness has kicked him outside the door. And God is reaching tonight. And God is going to do great things. God is doing great things in our church. And lest we ever forget, we must continue to be faithful to God. We must actively and constantly pursue the heart of God, the mind of God. And we must be faithful to Him. Amen. Can we stretch our hands to the Lord right now and just talk with Him? Amen. For a moment here. God, we love you today, Jesus. God, we give you praise and glory, worship and honor today. God, I thank you for your word today, God. I'm asking you, Lord, to have your way in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voices one more time to the Lord. God, I love you, Jesus. God, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I give you praise and glory. God, I give you worship and honor today, Lord. I magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, today, God, that you would help us, Lord, to examine our relationship with you, God. If we've allowed any wedge to come between us and you, God, that would cause unfaithfulness, Lord. That would, God, cause that breakage and covenant relationship with God. God, I pray you would help us, Lord, to once again pursue you with all of our hearts faithfully, God. God, in the small things, in the small and the seemingly insignificant areas of our lives, God, help us to be faithful to God. Help us to be faithful to God. Hallelujah. When nobody's watching, God, when years and years and years have gone by and we don't see any difference, God, help us to just continue to be faithful to God. And to serve you with all of our hearts. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, we love you today, Jesus. Praise your name, praise your name, praise your name. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Tomorrow. Amen. We're going to go about our days like we usually do. But I would challenge you with this. Amen. When it seems like it might be a busy day, make time to pray. I didn't say find time to pray. Make time to pray. Get on your face and say, God, I'm going to be faithful. It's a busy day. I don't feel good. Oh, I got a lot of excuses, God. But I'm going to make time to pray. And I'm going to make time to read my Bible and allow God to speak to me. And if you'll do that enough times, amen, I'll leave you with this. Amen. My, my father taught me years ago, 
Amen. That if you'll continue to be faithful to God, 